The vibes are different this summer in Atlanta, and our guest is going to tell you exactly why that should excite you about this upcoming Falcon season. You are Locked On Falcons, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So welcome back to this illustrious Locked On Falcons podcast, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. And if you don't know me, I'm your very humble host, Aaron Freeman, a.k.a. Mr. Drew, a.k.a. Sirius Black, formerly the uh, founder of Falcons.com, RIP, covering the Falcons for many years. If you don't know me in today's episode of Locked On Falcons is brought to you by eBay Motors. And if we know that a championship team is all about each player being that perfect fit, same is true with your vehicle. So for the parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay's guaranteed fit, ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. So we thank each and every one of you guys that makes this illustrious podcast your first listen. Shout out to the everydayers who subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever they listen to podcasts. And you can, too, so that you can get the latest episodes as soon as they are available. So today's episode, we will be joined by Maria Martin of 11 Alive Sports to talk about what she's been seeing in training camp and how the vibes are so good this summer. And then later in the episode, I'll come back and talk about the roster moves that occurred simultaneously as I was chatting with Maria Martin. So we will get into that at the end of today's episode. But without further ado, let's jump into that conversation with Maria Martin of 11 Alive Sports right now. Welcome back to another illustrious episode of the Locked On Falcons podcast with an illustrious guest, none other than Maria Martin. Hey, what's up? Always enjoy Maria coming on the show. She's been running around training camp all week long, and we'll get her insight into that coming up on today's episode. But Maria, there's football back tonight. The Jets and the Browns are facing off in the Hall of Fame game. Are you excited that football is officially back? I mean, is the sky blue? Yes, I love football. It's my favorite time of year. I always love joining this podcast, by the way, Aaron. It's great to see your face. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm so excited. It is super crazy, but Every time I think about how crazy it is, I'm just so blessed that football is back because it is the best time of the year. It doesn't matter if it's a Hall of Fame game. It doesn't matter if it's some random college game on a Thursday night. Like, I want football back, so I'm glad it's back. Absolutely, absolutely. So football has been back in Falcons training camp for a little over a week, and you've been running around all these practices. And I guess I'll blob you the sort of generic question, what? or who has kind of stood out for you uh, these last couple of days in training camp? Yeah, look, I really hate to pull the Arthur Smith, but it's hard to single out just a couple of guys. Um, I know he loves to say that, but it's true because I was literally just talking to someone in Athens. I came from the Georgia Bulldogs, just started their fall camp. So I was there today and I just was talking to someone about the Falcons. They were asking me, what do I think? Well, this is my fourth season covering the team. And this is the first time that things actually feel 
different. And what I mean by that is there are really high expectations for this team and the acquisitions that they got in the offseason and what they were able to do, you know, away from the building. You're starting to see the fruits of that labor. In year three of what Arthur Smith and Terry Fonda are calling a three-year plan, this is when you should, in essence, see this team get a lot better. To me, I have said, and I always will say, I think it all comes down on Desmond Ritter's shoulders, no pressure. But the way that this team is built now, you look at it on both sides of the ball, you're no longer questioning what the heck is going on on defense. On paper, at least, granted they've not played any meaningful snaps of football, but on paper, this team should take a giant leap forward. And for me, if you want to talk about guys being singled out, I'll give you a position group. It's the defensive line. I mean, they have invested so much in the trenches on this team. You're going to see a lot of that pay dividends when they start playing actual football but certainly that defensive line, a lot of the guys have said they look mean, nasty, aggressive. I mean, that's something that we can't say the Falcons have had for quite some time. The pass rush has just been non-existent for this team. And I really think they're going to be aggressive at the line of scrimmage. And that's, that's music to my ears and certainly to everyone else's. And even without the presence of Calais Campbell out there right now, who will be back um, probably in the next couple of weeks, it's, he's on the NFI list. It's nothing to be worried about. Uh, but even without his presence out there, I mean, this is, it's nice to get Grady Jarrett some help. I've been really impressed with the defensive line. Okay. Well, um, I wanted to ask you exactly why you think there's kind of a different vibe in Atlanta. You kind of broke it down, but yeah. is it just simply because they have better players or is there something else that you feel like, is there something else in the air other than the extremely hot temperatures? I think it's right. I mean, it's been so hot out there, but I think, I think it's a couple different things. I mean, number one, yeah, it's the guys in the building. Um, it's funny because I was literally thinking about it and there are no egos in that locker room and truly there could be right. There's a lot of really good football players in there, but it's it's different. I mean, there it is a it's a different vibe, and it's not the t-shirt vibe. And what I mean by that is, it's not slogans and and things that are empty promises. It's just guys that are good at football and want to be there and want to be a part of the vision that they have built over the last three years. And not to mention, this is actually their team now. Remember when they first got here three seasons ago, they were adapting just a very intense situation when it came to the salary cap. Those were a lot of issues that they could not control. They finally got out of that this year. were able to spend the money where they wanted to. So it's finally their team. And I think that that's why you're starting to see a different sense of energy. Um, you know, they've really put all of their investments, them two together, Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith, and them together brainstorming and creating this product. And they share the same vision. And Arthur Blank, the owner, even said earlier this week that those two are not afraid to be combated with one another, but that they do agree. They have enough um, appreciation for one another to sit down and, and talk about a vision and a plan. And that's coming to life. So it's nice to see. I mean, there are some carryover. There's just a few pieces, Craig Jarrett being one of them that's still on this team that was with the previous regime. But other than that, it's a bunch of new faces. It's veterans who, yes, are on one-year deals, but this should be very exciting. And it's also a lot of young players who they are the veterans, quote unquote, on this team, but they're still young. They've been here for just two seasons. So guys like Drake London are being very vocal now and being the front, AJ Terrell, still very young in his career, but he's a veteran on defense. So it's just a new sense of energy. Um, there's a lot of respect in that building that I haven't seen in a long time from the top to the bottom, from coaches to players. It's, it's totally a different vibe. And I hate hyping it up so much because who knows what happens when we start playing football, right? But it just feels so different. Yeah. 
Definitely, definitely. So I want to pick your brain on maybe a couple of players or things that have kind of flown under the radar, as well as uh, talk with you about maybe some of the more interesting characters in training camp as we continue today's Locked on Falcons here with Maria Martin of 11 and Live Sports. Guys, now that we're in August, it is fantasy draft season and underdog is the easiest place to play fantasy football because it's the best place to play best ball. We've all experienced that feeling of frustration when you set your lineup and you put a player on your bench and he goes off that day and then the player that you started completely fizzled and that can't happen with best ball. It's one draft, no waivers, no trades. Underdog is going to set your best lineup each and every week so you can just set it and forget it. Try it out. Now with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament, it's the largest fantasy football contest of all time, and it's back, it's bigger than ever, with $15 million in total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. Last year's winner drafted their team in July, so don't wait around by visiting underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store Sign up with the promo code locked on and you'll get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's underdog fantasy promo code locked on. So, continuing here with Maria Martin of 11 and Live Sports, um, you know, asked you a little bit earlier about sort of what stood out to you and which players you talked about the defensive line, but is there anybody else out there that you feel like is sort of flying under the radar that maybe more people should be talking about with Falcons training camp? It's funny because I tend to gravitate towards the offensive side of the ball. I just always have. Um, but I'm going to go with the defense again. Zach Harrison. And, and what's crazy about Zach Harrison is, you know, he was a third-round draft pick this year. He's a rookie. And I don't think a lot of people really expected a lot of stuff from Zach Harrison. And when Arthur Smith is asked generalities, when he's asked these blanket questions about what rookie stood out to you or whatever, he almost never responds with a single player. And he did the other day, Zach Harrison, because he has popped off when it comes to them putting on pads earlier this week. I mean, he's done really well in one-on-ones, particularly the battles between the offensive linemen and the defensive linemen have been so fun to watch. Um, he's just had a lot of really eye-catching plays, and he's coming along really quickly. He's trying to learn. Rookies, obviously, there's so much thrown at rookies at one time. Training camp, they're just trying to absorb as much as humanly possible. But he's a guy that can learn from a lot of veterans on this defense. He is certainly someone that I think people should pay attention to. He should have a big year, and he will have the ability to do so. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think this time without Calais Campbell there is very valuable for someone like Zach Harrison to get some of these opportunities. And he seems to be taking advantage of those opportunities. Um, but since I am not at camp, you know, I try to watch and consume everything to try to make up that difference. And yeah. you know, I, I do the best I can. And every time I see a player interview posted on the Atlanta Falcons YouTube channel. I always see you on the sort of the edge of the screen <laughs> holding up your 11 and live mic trying to get uh, those questions and answers in. Yeah. And given that you've interacted with so many players, yeah. I'm just sort of curious sort of which player have or players have been kind of the most interesting ones to talk to in those moments. Uh, this is so easy for me. Okay. So there's two guys. If you want to go with the biggest energy guy, it's obviously Frank Darby, and everybody knows that. And what's fun about Frank Darby is he's in a really crowded wide receiver room, right? Like you're thinking, okay, what is Frank's role? Because there's so many weapons now. It's it's a blessing to have too many guys to throw to for Desmond Ritter, right? 
But Frank is going to take a huge step this year. And he knows that in his confidence, especially when you talk to him, he just like believes so much in what he can do. And it's really fun. And it's so, I don't know, it's so invigorating. The coaches love being around him. He just, you never know what he's going to say. And he just gives you like the best stuff. It's so funny. But I think the most, he's, he's definitely the energy guy. Oh, and what's funny about him is he's in a room right now with Drake London. And Drake said that <laughs> Drake said that at night when the lights go out and that's their sign in their room to go to sleep is when the lights go out, everyone would be quiet. It's time to go to bed. He said he can hear Frank giggling in his room. And I was just like, wow, this is so on brand for Frank. He's such an energy guy. Um, and he just keep things loose at practice, which sometimes you forget about. I mean, the NFL is a business and it, it's a lot different than college, but it is nice to see somebody like loosen people up a little bit. Um, the most interesting hands down is Matt Collins. I mean, I, I've never covered someone like this in my career and I'm so blessed to be around him uh, because I feel like I'm actually learning from Mac every time I talk to him. He just is so insightful and just so different. Uh, it's, it's really refreshing, you know, and he even said the other day, which I thought was really interesting because there's a very nice mix of veterans and young guys on this team right now. He said his favorite quote that he's ever heard is that you're never too old to learn and you're never too young to teach and he said that that is really the mantra that I'm going with for this team because he's new and there are a lot of younger guys that he said I look at and they teach me things every day um Drake London said that having Mac around has just been so beneficial because Mac really has taken Drake under his wing and tried to teach him things that he's learned along the way but even from you know if you've seen pictures of Mac he's got those slits in his shirt that he's been cutting we we learned why he does that I mean he's just so interesting he doesn't use utensils he doesn't wear shoes um he actually doesn't wear shoes at all around the building at training camp which is very fascinating. Um, now the facility is very clean, so it's great. People are going to be weirded out by that, but it's very clean. Uh, he went into the Mac store at the Mall of Georgia the other day with no shoes on in like a little crop top. He's just different. I found out he doesn't like to watch movies with real people in it. <laughs> He's a big anime guy. He loves anime, but he also likes like the Lion King because it's not real people. Um, and the reason for that is that he doesn't want to watch an actor or actress that's done something in their personal life to make him like have a grudge against them. Or if they're in a funny movie and they have a serious role, oh, that's the funny guy. Right. Like, it's so fascinating. I could talk to him for hours because I'm like, why are you the way that you are? I love it. And I just want to find out more from Max. So it's great. Um, and he's just a really cerebral player, too. He's got a lot of experience in the league. Um, he brings an instant veteran presence to the wide receiver room who, you know, Drake, obviously people think about him and he's been there, but he's still so young. And so to have a guy like Mac, who's been around, been on a couple teams in the league, um, it's been super great to watch that relationship grow. And they all said he was instantly kind of the vocal guy. And he just said, I'm just kind of doing my thing. And if that's being the vocal leader and being the instant leader, then great. And so it's, it's, oh, I can't wait to learn more about Mac. It's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, um, you know, I, I've heard some some of the crazy stuff that Matt Collins has said, and you even added more th crazier things that I hadn't heard yet. And I'm like, wow, all of that. this, all of this has come out in like the last seven days. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I know. Uh, how um, just every time, you know, you put a microphone in front of Matt Collins, you have no idea what he's going to say. And it's each thing is crazier than the next. It's so awesome because, you know, there, there will be guys at training camp. So how training camp works with the Falcons is they'll bring the players outside of the rooms, you know, right after. So they're all kind of going at the same time. And I may be the only one, but I think when there's bigger players or more uh, people just want to talk to them more, they're all over there. All the reporters are over there. And I'm like, oh, Max over there. I got to go run over there because I just want to go talk to him because he's just so interesting. And it's hilarious. Like, I've never covered any. I've covered some interesting dudes, but this guy is... <laughs> He's out there. I love it. 
Okay. So um, let's wrap up and and talk about what you're looking forward to in for the rest of training camp. Like what what are the things that you think uh, Falcon fans should be paying attention to, or what are just certain things that you're interested in invested in seeing? You know, over the next I guess month that we have uh, of training camp it's, it's it feels like possible yeah it feels like so much has happened but it's I like know. it's only we're like a fraction of the way through we are a fraction of the way through and we're only just a couple of padded practices through too uh which is promising right because i think the first couple of practices people were trying to freak out about desmond ritter and i just always said pump the brakes especially with a guy like that you know he doesn't have a lot of starting experience in the nfl um you don't need to hold desmond's hand but he is still learning and he's still growing and I think that people need to allot him that time. Um, you know, that's not to say he's not going to be great this year. I, I think, again, all rests on Desmond's shoulders. I think the season is totally up to him. Um, but I'm interested in seeing how he continues to grow. Because to me, honestly, yes, he's made mistakes in training camp. That's called being a very young quarterback in the NFL. It's just going to happen. But it's how you respond to those mistakes is what I'm looking for. Nothing's going to be perfect. And he's done a really good job of bouncing back and fixing things, especially in 11 on 11 and, and in the team periods and the live rep periods. Like he has done a very good job of taking the note and moving forward. And that's when you get to see good signs of a growing quarterback. And I, I think that that's really promising. And not a lot of people talk about that. They just see the misreps or he overthrew a net once and everyone freaks out, you know, like that stuff's going to happen, but it's how do you turn around and fix it? Um, and he's done a good job. And I, I think that all the players, they're going to tell you that they have faith in him and all that stuff, but they genuinely do. There is a level of respect for him, even from the veterans. So I like that. And I, I, I'm excited to see that play out. And then, of course, I'm just as excited as everyone else to see Bijan Robinson every single day. I mean, he is everything and more as advertised. And, it, you know, when you think back to the draft and how furious people were that not everybody, but how angry some people were that a running back was taken as high as he was. I mean, there is a reason. And I'm telling you, when you see him in person, you're going to be like, oh, he plays for us. Great. That's awesome. Because you can do anything you want with him. And it's it's cool. In talking to Michael Petrie, the running backs coach the other day, his wheels have just been turning and how to use this kid. And one more nugget, I know I'm talking a lot, but one more nugget about them too. I, I said, look, we talk so much about B, B. John Robinson, but what about Tyler Algier, who had a terrific year last year and is looking to grow and has constantly said he's way more comfortable because it's not his rookie season anymore. Michael Petrie actually told me that those two work better together than you would have ever imagined. They bounce off of each other. Actually, Tyler is asking Bijan questions and vice versa when Bijan's the rookie. So they feed off of each other. They learn. So that's also something I'm looking forward to watching. It's a lot of those intricacies on offense. There's so many weapons, sure, but how do they get to be plugged and played in each thing? So it's there's a lot going on with the Falcons, a lot of good stuff. And um, it, it's just, it's nice. It's different. I, I don't know if it's Arthur Smith's mustache or what. I'm, I'm totally kidding. But seeing his mustache, it's like a new vibe. I love it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I think the point you made about Desmond Ritter is a great point. Just, you know, we don't, know exactly what he's going to be but there's got to be some room for growth whatever he is good bad all the things yeah. in between like you know he's a young quarterback as, as you stated and yeah i think people here on lockdown falcons are like tired of me talking about Bijan because i've been talking about him constantly since we drafted him so I I'm, just, I'm just waiting for him to play a game and then people are like okay now aaron you can continue talking about Bijan because we all got to see him play and like i, I always joke like there's two types of people on the planet. It's people that are Bijan fans and everybody who hasn't watched them yet. And so I'm waiting for that second group to, to watch them. And I love then, that. yeah, 
he's just it's it's fascinating i haven't even been around hype like this in a while either especially with the team and even seeing the fans at flowery branch on saturday you would have thought they just won a super bowl i mean it's unbelievable how much people believe in this team and it's a great thing i mean it's so great to see people <laughs> cheering for Bijan doing absolutely nothing. I mean, it's it's awesome. I love it. It's it's great for the team. It's great for the franchise. And yes, I, I totally am with you. There are Bijan fans and then people who haven't watched him. He's so special, and um, you know, Vegas loves him as offensive rookie of the year. Um, there's a reason why he's he's unbelievable, and I I he's the one person that I don't mind hyping up too much because he truly is everything is advertised and. He just makes plays that rookies don't. And we're, what, a week and a half into training camp and we've already seen that. So I can only imagine what he's going to do during the season. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Maria, uh, appreciate you coming on Locked on Falcons, sharing your insight into Falcons training camp. Uh, let the listeners know where they can find your stuff and, and what other things you'll be covering in the coming days and weeks over at 11 Alive. I feel like a constant tornado. So if you want to follow me. There is so much going on in my life at all times. It's all good stuff though. It's all football now, which is awesome. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Rhea underscore Martin. I'm tweeting up a storm all the time. Uh, my Instagram is something similar. I don't know, but Rhea underscore Martin is where you can find me and I will be following everything. Dogs, Georgia State, Georgia Tech, the Braves who are the best team in baseball and the Falcons. It's never ending, but wouldn't change it. Yes, yes. You are a very busy woman. That's one of the reasons why you don't come on Lockdown Falcons as much because you're I I like she's got enough stuff on her plate. I'm Did just I gonna... not tell you? I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna be on this until like what eleven o'clock last night. I told you, but I'm here. I made it. Yeah, I appreciate it. I definitely appreciate it. I look forward to the next time that you come on the podcast, share your insights into the Falcons and whatever the latest wild thing that Mac Holland said uh to you. So I really appreciate Maria you coming on the show. Absolutely, anytime. All right. Thanks to Maria Martin for joining us on today's episode, but we still got more to come on today's show with uh, some roster moves, including the departure of Felipe Franks, some injury uh, news and one signing. We'll get into all of that as we wrap up today's Locked on Falcons. So continuing wrapping up today's Locked on Falcons, but before we get there, I do want to let you guys know that tomorrow we will have an episode Friday night here on YouTube, Saturday morning on your probably preferred audio platform. And we'll be chatting with John Macri of Pro Football Focus all about the Falcons fantasy outlook and take a deep look into B. John Robinson's fantasy projections and whether we should be basing those off of the two years in Atlanta where running backs have split carries or should we be basing it off of that workhorse running back that Derrick Henry was in Tennessee under Arthur Smith. So we'll get into that conversation with John Macri on tomorrow's episode. But wrapping up today's Locked On Falcons, the Falcons made a series of roster moves uh, as I was recording this episode earlier and um you know they cleared out four roster spots with some injured players right chris blair the wide receiver akina in the edge rusher and tight end slash quarterback slash offensive weapon felipe franks all were waived injured right and then ethan greenage the offensive lineman was placed on injured reserve in and greenage we knew of suffering an injury in what was it Wednesday's practice? I believe it was. Uh, we discussed, I think on yesterday's episode, I don't remember guys, they all blur together. Um, and the issue here, you know, the different, the distinction for those of you that don't know is because Blair in and Franks are not vested veterans, meaning that they don't have four years or more of a NFL experience. They have to clear waivers, right? So 
assuming you know it's rare instances where a player does not clear waivers when they're waived injured um once they clear waivers tomorrow they will go on the falcons injured reserve greenage goes straight to the injured reserve because he is a vested veteran um and the other tidbit that needs to be known when you place a player on injured reserve so all four of these guys uh you know three of them once they clear waivers if you place a player on injured reserve prior to final cuts which this year is august 29th you are basically out for the year. We know that we have the short-term injured reserve, the injured reserve designated for return, whatever you want to officially call it, where a player can go on IR for four weeks uh, or a minimum of four weeks and then come back from an injury. Um, but that is, can't be the case now until unless you place that player on injured reserve on August 29th or August 30th or whatever the date is. So um, there was a report from Jordan Schultz on Twitter. I saw that, Felipe Franks tore his tendon in his foot and is expected to miss three months. And because he's on injured reserve now, that time frame of him potentially coming back is somewhat irrelevant unless the Falcons decide to reach an injury settlement with him. And an injury settlement, the way that you can kind of think of it is like it's kind of like workers' comp for a player that's on injured reserve in the NFL. Uh, and so they, they pay you a little bit of money and then you can come back later at a date. So it's possible that the Falcons will reach an injury settlement with one or more of these guys, including Felipe Franks. That typically is what happens when you put guys on IR, especially sort of these back end roster guys that were kind of already on the bubble anyway, going into training camp. That typically is what teams do when they get closer to final cuts to clear cap space, unless they want to carry those guys. We'll see how committed Arthur Smith is to uh, Felipe Franks. If they reach an injury settlement and then potentially, you know, when he's recovered from this, uh, reported torn tendon in the foot in, in three months, you know, mid season, does he come back to the practice squad or something along those lines? So that will be potentially something to pay attention to. Um, and the was a guy that we thought, you know, had a good shot at, at the practice squad. Uh, Greenidge was also another guy that had a, a good chance potentially as a, a back end roster guy, practice squad guy. Same thing with Chris Blair, uh, given, you know, his size and his speed, uh, which was relatively, uh, you know, uncommon in this group of wide receiver room where we have a lot of guys that have speed. We have a lot of guys that have size, but not a lot of guys that have a combination of both. So we'll see about that in terms of filling these roster spots. The Falcons did work out a bunch of players over the last couple of days. I know Terry Fontenot mentioned in, in one of the interviews he did that like they're constantly working out guys and turning the roster so that is something i know on thursday they worked out a bunch of offensive and defensive linemen several several of those guys from the usfl xfl i know earlier in the week they worked out a couple of usfl guys uh they did sign one of those guys at least uh thursday we'll probably get news about how they fill the other three roster spots in in the next day or two over the weekend as well uh, and that player that they did sign was defensive tackle Kavion Patton, who was with Orlando in the XFL this this past year. Um, and so, you know, don't really know a whole lot about him, but we'll, we'll find out more information when all these moves are officially made in, in the next probably 24 to 48 hours to fill those roster spots to get the roster back up to 90. So that is the, the news of the day uh, wrapping up here. Uh, check us out tomorrow. For more fantasy football insight from John Macri of Pro Football Focus, continue to make this illustrious podcast your first listen. For your second listen today, check out uh, Locked On Browns, Locked On Packers. It's football, guys. Hall of Fame game reactions. Get the lowdown on all the things. Or I'm sorry, Locked On Jets. Locked On Jets, right? Jason Brownlee, the star of Jets training camp. We are eagerly anticipating his NFL debut tonight. If you know, you know. 
But uh, that is going to do it for us here, guys, on today's episode. Really appreciate Maria Martin once again. We'll be back tomorrow. And, of course, we'll be covering Falcons training camp all week long next week. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Appreciate it. Till then, continue to tune in to the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.